When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here with the franchise tag deadline episode, which also can really double as the Daniel Jones contract episode, because that's the main headline here. Daniel Jones signed a long-term deal just minutes before the franchise tag deadline on Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Four years, $160 million. $82 $82 million guaranteed over the first two years. Doesn't take a genius to do the math there. That's $41 million a season over the first two years. An additional $32 million available incentives. We haven't seen the full co- terms of the contract at this point, but let's be fair. Those incentives are going to be some really lofty goals. Things like uh, winning the Super Bowl, making the NFC Championship game, winning MVP. A lot of that money is going to be tied up in Huge monster incentives like that. So, uh, but let me tell you, I spoke to people around the league about this, right? People who do contracts for a living. That's what they do. And what they said was they thought it was actually, and this is the consensus of what I received, that this was actually a pretty fair deal for both sides. And hear me out, because I know the initial outrage is Daniel Jones is not a $40 million quarterback. And that's fair. I get it. I get it. Daniel Jones had a good year this past year. The previous two years were struggles. In the first year, he he flashed and turned the ball over like a madman. But he's not even 26 years old yet. Joe Shane and Brian Dable clearly made the evaluation that this is a guy not just that we want to keep, but that we kind of want to build around. That we could see winning and winning big with this guy that he has everything we need. So here's what Daniel Jones got. There, there was a concession made. Daniel Jones got his number, right? So he starts by asking for the moon. And the number I hear at this point was $47.1 million. That's the number that I heard. So you're talking about starting in the $47 million range. The Giants, meanwhile, are starting at the franchise tag range, 32. Let's say they do the average of the two franchise tags. They started at 35. So eventually they compromise. They get right near that 40 number. So that makes sense. I started off saying 38, 37, 38 was probably the sweet spot. Well, I underestimated the fact that Quarterbacks get paid. We just have to live with that realization. Quarterbacks get a lot of money. Now, Daniel Jones got a four-year deal. Not five years, so the Giants can't spread it out over five years, but four years. And now Daniel Jones can hit free agency, even if he does the four years on this deal, before 30 years old. He also hit that big $40 million benchmark that they wanted it to say. Now, the concession that the Giants made, that they got, I'm sorry, was that Essentially, the deal allows for the Giants, if it doesn't go well, to get out after two years. Because there's another $12 million guaranteed, right? And it's guaranteed later on in the deal. But it's guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2025 league year, okay? So Daniel Jones essentially gets another bonus, a $12 million bonus to the deal that guarantees him $12 million for that third year of the deal. But it doesn't come until the fifth day of the league year which give the Giants an option. If it doesn't work out after two years, you just move on. If it does work out, 
and he plays that third year. The average for over three years for Daniel Jones' contract is $37.5 million. So think about that. They got him for under $40 million for if, they let, if he plays for three years. $37.5 million per year, which is when we, when we look back on it, when you look at what the 2025, the cap is going to be gigantic. I mean, huge. So the Giants, if they want to get rid of Daniel Jones for year three, can easily do it, right? Regardless of what the numbers say. And the numbers are going to be fairly reasonable, but they'll take a dead cap hit. Everybody does when you release a quarterback before the deal's over. Or really, really release any player before the deal's over. So they'll take that penalty. But the cap is going to be gigantic that year in 2025. That's when it's really expected to jump from all this new TV revenue that was brought in. So you're talking about, you know, what's the cap now? 228? You're talking about, let's say it goes up 10% next year. That's like another 20 million. That's 248. Let's say it goes up almost double that. What's that, another 50 million? You're talking about it's going to be close to $300 million, potentially, in 2025, okay? So $300 million. You could eat whatever that number is going to be in year three. No problem. So essentially, it turns into an option year for the Giants in year three and year four of this deal. So that's the concessions that were made. And both sides look, in my opinion, pretty good coming out of this. The Giants protected themselves long-term. Daniel Jones got his legit $82 million over two years. And here we go. And this was the Giants' goal all along, was that they got to keep Saquon Barkley as well. He's now sitting with the franchise tag, right? They couldn't lose their best offensive player. It was going to be tough. They want to build a better team around Daniel Jones. That's the whole point. Get him long-term. Now you're able, right, the cap hit in year one, according to our Jeremy Fowler, is around $19 million, a little less. So the franchise tag is $32 million. So now you're able to, and Saquon Barkley, we'll get to this in a second, he's going to likely be on a long-term deal eventually. So his number will be less than that $10 million probably too. So let's say uh, 19 and $7 million, right? So you're talking now $26 million for the two of them against the cap. Whereas, I'm guesstimating, by the way, Whereas Daniel Jones alone on the franchise tag, $32.4 million. Then it's harder to build that supporting cast around him. And I spoke to someone recently about this. Said, that's why they have to get this long-term deal done. Unless Daniel Jones wants to be playing with the same weapons next year that he had this past year, they needed to get a long-term deal done. The Giants were insanely motivated to get this deal done. And Daniel Jones' side was as well. Because Daniel Jones wants to play on a good team. He wants to win. He wanted Saquon Barkley to return. That's his buddy. It's one of his closest friends. So now Saquon Barkley sits there. I heard that that deal is somewhere. It was at the more $12 million range. Incentives could have got it up a little bit during the bye week. I hear that's now up closer to $13 million. They had made some progress over the past few weeks, right? Okay. Now the Giants should just say, hey, Saquon, take the deal. Otherwise, you're playing on a franchise tag at $10.1 million. That's not good. That's his worst nightmare. A running back with an injury history in his sixth year playing on the franchise tag. So Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, has close to zero leverage. And whatever deal the Giants have on the table now is likely what he's going to end up with. Maybe they can alter it a little bit, you know, with how the money is distributed, stuff like that. But, buddy, leverage Zero, because the Giants can just go say, whoa, we'll just play you on the franchise tag. I'm sure that would ultimately actually probably be their preference. Now, 
it would create a very unhappy Saquon Barkley. Nobody likes the franchise tag. I mean, he admitted this after the season. He would, doesn't want the franchise tag. Who does? But they made progress, and I spoke in the sources, and they kind of expect, I shouldn't say kind of, they expect a deal to be done before the start of free agency, which, by the way, is next week. So we're getting there. We're getting close. Now, I'll get to the all the free agency talk that I heard at the Combine. I'll answer you all your questions in a, a second pod this week. Promise, okay? So we'll have a second pod later this week. Because we got a lot to talk about. I got a lot of nuggets in my notebook from Indianapolis in the combine. Okay. So free agency, Giants are going to be active. Now, not crazy active, right? They're not going to go start shopping at the top of the market at, at four or five different positions. Joe Shane has been very clear about the plan from the start. Add one or two big players each year in free agency. You know, and all that is is supplementing the draft. They got a lot of draft picks, remember. I think they're at what, seven or nine? I think they're at nine. They're at nine likely getting two comp picks. So a lot of draft picks coming. I'll have to look that up exactly. But now back to the Daniel Jones contract. Because people are going nuts, right? There's the outrage out there. Like, how do you pay this guy $40 million per year? Okay. Because the Giants wanted Daniel Jones to be their quarterback. He's a young quarterback ascending. Played really well this year under Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. And I know some people like that. Brian Dable, you can just get him a quarterback. And he's going to make him good, right? Okay, let's look at Brian Dable's track record as an OC. Go look at his time with the Dolphins, with the Browns. Uh, there's a third team that I'm oh, with the Chiefs, right? When he's playing with no quarterback, right? Below average quarterback. Go look at the list of some of those quarterbacks that he had. It's like Colt McCoy, Brandon Whedon. Um, Trying to, I'm blanking on who the, the Chiefs quarterback was. I believe the Dolphins was Matt Moore, right? So you can't just make any quarterback good. That's discounting what Daniel Jones is and the credit he deserves for playing well this year. And remember, 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I guarantee you if I asked Joe Judge if he would have signed Daniel Jones, he would have said yes. If I asked you Pat Shermer if he would have signed Daniel Jones, he would have said yes. All the coaches that have been here, Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, they all thought Daniel Jones could be a high-end quarterback. Now the new regime came to the same conclusion. Now, they got more out of him, obviously, his first year. But the Giants didn't have the leverage of the Seahawks in this deal, right? The Seahawks have Geno Smith. Geno Smith 
is older. His whole career has gone nowhere until he went to Seattle and now finally got the opportunity this year. So Geno Smith's value to the Seahawks, like his value to being in Seattle is so much greater than anywhere else, right? Plus Seattle has the fifth overall pick. So if they, they if 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 uh, Geno Smith wanted too much money, they could easily just move on and be like, nah, you know what? We'll just draft a quarterback. We're good then. So Geno Smith doesn't have leverage. Daniel Jones has leverage. The Giants are picking 25th. He's coming off a really strong year. He's 24 years old. The Giants have conceded that they did everything to screw him up his first three years. The owner, after they made the playoffs, had already said, and I'm obviously paraphrasing here, see, we told you so. This guy is good. He's legit. So when you feel like that, and he showed it on the field this year, because remember, he was their best player the whole second half of the season. In big clutch spots down the stretch, Daniel Jones was great all year, including in the first half of the year when they ran the ball a ton. Late in games, remember, he was winning them games late in games. Late in games, they were going down the field by passing the ball. When they needed it in clutch games against the Colts, against the Vikings in the playoffs when he was basically flawless, like, he came up big. There's no way around it. Now, I get it. In an ideal world, I'd want to say, Daniel Jones, prove it one more year in Brian Dable's system. The problem with that thinking for the Giants, and they came to this conclusion, was that if you go that route, then we're back in the same boat again next year because he's playing with insufficient weapons around him, and he doesn't have a good supporting cast. He still has an offensive line that, quite frankly, is not great at pass protection and won't hold up if you just go back and flat pass the ball. And he's passing to weapons that aren't very good. I mean, we're going to see what Joe Shane can pull off. This isn't even a good year to come out with wide receivers. So he's going to have his work cut out for him. It is a weak wide receiving core in free agency. It is weak. Jacoby Meyer, the consensus number one free agent wide receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. off the second ACL is right up there near the top of everybody's free agent list of wide receivers. Might have the most upside of anyone. But, I mean, what do you expect from a guy who's off his second ACL tear. You know, that's a, that's a tough ask. It's also a tough ask, even if you draft a wide receiver in the first round, let's think about this for a second, which is obviously a possibility. They're drafting 25th, even if they trade up a little bit. Let's say they draft, trade up and draft eight, pick their guy at 18. To ask that guy to come in and be a true number one in year one, the odds are against you. They're against you in that. There's no way around it. So here we are. Daniel Jones is signed. The Giants now have more flexibility to go get the weapons that he needs. And a little teaser. Don't be surprised if they look to upgrade tight end, a pass catching tight end here in free agency as well. I could see that happening. We'll get more of that in the second podcast, the later, the one later this week, the free agent podcast, where I'll basically go over what the expectations are for next week. So hopefully that'll be out on Friday. In the meantime, the Giants have at least assured that their two best offensive players, two best. Offensive players are back. That being Daniel Jones, the quarterback, and Saquon Barkley, their running back, who's their top playmaker. Now, Saquon's deal might end up saying around $14 million. I think it'll ultimately be pretty close to where, where it's at now. You know, probably be a $13 million. And that's a lot for a running back, by the way. If you go look at the history of running back, there's only one running back that I can think of that got over $10 million in free agency from a team from an outside team, from a different team. Like, it's hard to get money for teams to want to pay running backs who aren't there from their system. Like, Saquon Barkley is more valuable to the Giants 
than he is to any other team because he's not just their running back. He's their top offensive weapon by far. So getting rid of him would set the offense back. It's not just losing a running back. So yes, I think Saquon Barkley ultimately would have gotten over $10 million if he hit the open market from an outside team. But I don't think that four, $13, 14000000 million deal, that might that would have been tough to get. They probably would have gotten it. But there, there might have only been one suitor. They would have been, they would have had to pull teeth to make it happen. The only one I know that got that money from an outside team was Le'Veon Bell. And remember, the ordeal he had to go through. He had to sit out a season, basically ruined his career to get more than $10 million per season from an outside team. That team, by the way, was the Jets. Turned out to be a terrible deal. So Saquon Barkley better go. If I, if I were him, I would go and run and sign that deal pretty quickly, whatever the Giants have on the table in the $13 million range. Doesn't seem bad to me. As for Daniel Jones, if you look at social media, you realize, okay, outside critics are like, how do you pay Daniel Jones that much? And I get it. Sticker value. It's a little stunning. But internally, teammates, I'm talking locker room wise, they're relishing it. I mean, the guys were loving it yesterday on social media. And I mean, everybody, everyone from his close friends, Saquon, you know, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Uh, his offensive linemen, they loved it. But even guys like, and this is the, the Daniel Jones is, is, you know, one of the quiet leaders. I think guys like Ellerson Smith, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, Jihad Ward, you know, they're, they like that their quarterback got paid. Usually guys uh, want other players to get paid, right? It's sort of like, yeah, this guy earned it. And it means it shows that, yeah, it's available if we go do our thing to us as well. If we go handle our business, we'll get rewarded as well. And really, I think the Giants didn't make out as as poorly as most people think. I really think they were they made out just fine in this deal. They got their quarterback, who started with a huge asking price. You know, like I said before, I heard forty seven point one million was the ask. They got him down to the forty million dollar range. It says $40 million for Daniel Jones, you know, $82 million over the first two years, $40 million, four, it comes out to $41 million each of the first two years. And then over three years, the Giants get there under 40, 37.5 million APY. Win-win for both sides. Giants get their flexibility to get out of the deal after two, if so be. If that's what they need, it really doesn't work out. Jones gets to hit free agency before 30. He plays out this deal. Seems like it, it's a benefit for everyone. And the Giants now get to go build a roster that they think is sufficient around Daniel Jones, adding wide receivers, adding a pass-catching tight end, depth to the interior offensive line, depth to the defensive line, a uh, middle linebacker, depth at the cornerback position. These are all big, massive needs for the Giants. And if they franchise tag Daniel Jones, it would have been a lot harder to fill some of those spots. Some of those spots, they probably would have had to neglect again. They would have. They would have had to neglect a bunch of those spots I just named again. Because $32.4 million is a substantial number against the cap. And on top of that, they would have needed a running back because Saquon Barkley would have hit the open market and possibly, likely, found a new home. So here we stand. Giants now in good shape to go shopping in free agency. They have their quarterback. They have their running back, who's likely going to sign a long-term deal here in the next week or so. We'll get to the free agency stuff in the next episode. On to the next one. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, let's wrap this real quick with a Jordan on the beat. This is where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants work for ESPN or cover the NFL in general. And since it's the Daniel Jones episode, I'll tell you about this encounter I had in Indianapolis. So I'm there real quick for uh, a few meetings. And the thing about Indianapolis is if you're going for a walk, you know, if you have to go walk somewhere, uh, by, by say going for a walk, I mean, if you're walking to like a restaurant, if you're walking to wherever, Indianapolis is this great infrastructure, okay? So it's like this half a mile radius, huge convention center where everything, if you need to, you can walk in these indoor like bridges or tunnels from building to building. So when it's freezing there, you barely even have to go outside. Now, it was nice there last week, so you did walk outside. But still, when you're walking somewhere, everybody from the league, so many people from the NFL are in this one little confined area, right? You're talking uh, general managers. You're talking coaches. You're talking executives, uh, agents, media. Everybody's in the same places, the same restaurants, the same bars, and it's a schmooze fest. So when you're walking somewhere, if it's a five-minute walk, it might take you 20 minutes to get there because you're going to bump into three people along the way. Have a quick little conversation or a longer conversation, whatever. And it, it just takes everywhere to go, you need to go takes time. Or you could end up in unusual circumstances and situations that you just didn't end up expecting. Like the previous year, I'm standing there talking to somebody and he's telling me about like the expectations for Christian Kirk, right? Or actually uh, an executive from a team came up to him. And they're talking about the expectations for Christian Kirk as a as a free agent, and I'm just sitting there absorbing it, not saying much. I'm thinking to myself, man, are they crazy? Christian Kirk's never getting that much money, but you just take it in, and you're like, okay, you know, just file it away. Maybe you need it later. And then you see Christian Kirk as a free agent with the Jaguars banking, and you're like, all right, they were right. Christian Kirk is going to make that much money, like $18 million a year or whatever it was. At the time, I thought it was crazy. But you end up in those kinds of conversations and situations that you just don't get anywhere else. So the situation I ended up in this year was I'm walking to meet somebody for a drink at the bar. I see Kevin Abrams, who's an executive with the Giants, sort of their chief contract negotiator. He's sitting at a table by himself. Now, just the previous night, I saw him out with people. I was out with different people, and he was sitting at a table with all of Daniel Jones's agents. So I jokingly go up and say something along the lines of, all right, give me the rundown of that entire, you know, conversation yesterday with Daniel's agents. You know, we laugh to sit down, have a drink. We're just, you know, 
talking, shooting the shit about life. And then who comes up about two minutes later, sits down with us, Brian Murphy, Daniel Jones's other agent. No, uh, Dan, I shouldn't say other agent, new agent, part of the new agency, Athletes First, that he hired, and uh, a key cog to getting this deal done. Now, those two guys, by the way, they spent endless hours together in those groups of people, the Giants and the Athletes First people. Kudos to them for getting that deal done. You're talking about at times at the combine, they're going and having meetings during the day and then doing it again at night, going to dinner. That's what they were doing. They were going to dinner again that night. So I'm like, uh, okay, Brian Murphy sits down. I was like, do you guys need me to leave? Like this, you, you need to talk business. This is awkward. Uh, they're like, <laughs> they laughed. They're like, nah, don't worry about it. We're going to dinner. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about the business there. So, I mean, we just sat down there and shot the shit about, you know, general stuff, their businesses. We talked about, you know, athletes first, the business that had just kind of been sold, all kinds of different things that were non actually Daniel Jones related. But those are the kind of conversations and situations you end up in in Indianapolis. And that's the beauty of the NFL combine. And I got to know them as people. And when you get to know people, know them as people, that's relationship building. And that's the whole key to this business. And I tell people that all the time. Being in the media is a relationship business. And if you don't have that, if you don't have the relationships, if you're not building relationships, you're just, you have no chance and you're not, you're not working properly or correctly. And you have no chance. You have no chance. That's what it's all about in this business. It's a relationship business. And that works. And you know what? I, I think that really applies to almost all businesses and industries. If you're not doing that, you're not doing it right. So that's just, uh, I thought I would tell you what it's like to be at the NFL Combine and uh, what it, this kind of situations you might find yourself. Like I, when I went to go meet someone at the bar, that's not where I expected to be sitting next to, you know, those two people at a table. You know, and then we all split up and went to dinner and that's it. But just to get a little quick getting to know you session that you get at the Combine that you just can't get anywhere else. So uh, with that being said, there is a lot of stuff that I did pick up from my quick trip to Indianapolis and a lot of stuff on free agents. So we are going to get to that in a second bonus double episode this week that will set the stage for free agency, which the negotiating window starts early next week. Free agency officially opens on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. Got to double check. We'll, we'll, I'll make sure to get that right for the, for the second episode this week. So a lot to talk about. I'll take all your questions. We'll do a Monster Giants After Dark in that episode too. So if you have questions, send them to me, uh, preferably Instagram. You could do Twitter also. Make sure to put Giants After Dark in it. And this way I could see it. Uh, you know how to find me at TikTok email, uh, Facebook, everywhere. I'm everywhere on social media. I try at least. Uh, my TikTok usage has definitely dipped greatly over the past few months. Uh, you're listening to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan. See you next time. <laughs>